3: I'm your radio, radio show! I'm
0: your radio, radio show! Hello and welcome to the Niallar9 Music Podcast. Yes, it is Nile here and um, this week's episode is episode 140. And what we are doing... ...is having a great chat to a lovely global celebrity teen pop sensation. Oh, that's her words. We are talking to CMAT. Long-awaited chat. We had a great chat with her... We wanted to do something a bit different, so instead of talking to her about her career so far, which has been pretty immense, as you know. Myself and Andrea Cleary are big fans of, of CMAT so far and everything she's done. And uh, Five or six singles in, she just released a new single called Too Wreck to Care, um, but she's been dropping bangers for a while. I Don't Really Care for You, I Want to Be a Cowboy Baby, Another Day KFC. There's lots of stuff happening in the CMAT universe, and um, we'll get to some of that as well. There's a video out of, for 2 Right to Rectic Care, which you can watch at the moment. But, you know, what we really wanted to know, because we've noticed that CMAT is a person of interest in terms of songwriting. She... Loves her songwriting. She is passionate about it. And we thought we'd ask her for five examples of great songwriting that she loves. And um, she delivered that in spades. I mean, as well as uh, talking about great songwriting, which uh, she knows about, we also talk about, for some reason, reality TV from the 2010s. I'm not really sure why, um, but we do. Um, So <laughs> that kicks off our chat. As I say every week... We couldn't do this show properly without you guys listening to it. And we know you're out there and we know you are supporting us already. If you're not supporting us, patreon.com forward slash niler9 from a fiver a month really, 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 really does make a huge, huge difference to our lives. And, um, you know, we kind of need to keep asking for five or a month, because people drop off on the Patreon, they sign up for a few months, they sign up for six months, whatever it is, a year, uh, you know, people come and go, so we have to keep asking, we're trying to keep things on a level, um, <clears throat> you understand the hustle that we're all in at the moment, uh, these are tough times, and we're not going to dwell on it too much, but look, patreon.com forward slash nine. if you enjoy anything here, and you enjoy anything we do with nine, or 9 anything I do personally, do think about uh, subscribing from a fiverr a month you can go start from fiverr go up whatever it is there's a lovely discord community as well as i said okay without further ado let's uh, head over to our chat with cmat and myself and andrea cleary Matt! Hello!
1: Hi! How's it going?
0: (laughs) Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. eh? You're dressed like an anti-drugs campaigner (laughs) in a cartoon.
1: I am. I'm dressed like um, a PSA made by Nancy Reagan in the 1980s telling kids to not (laughs) smoke weed. That's exactly how I'm dressed. Or also you might argue I'm dressed like um, Anna Nicole Smith being interviewed on Jay Leno in 2006. That's kind of my two style icons right there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think good. Anna Nicole Smith
4: wouldn't want us to do drugs either, so.
1: Oh, she's my idol. My laptop, sk- you can't see it obviously because it's on the back of the laptop and not in front of it where I am. But my whole, the whole back of my laptop is covered in a skin of uh, the Anna Nicole Smith show logo because I love her so much. She's a big inspiration for me. I really love her.
4: I never got into her. I remember her show being on MTV and I remember watching it and thinking, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, and I'm just going yeah. kind to of back away from it because I don't quite understand it. I did watch the that Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie show, The Simple Life. Was that it?
1: Yeah, Simple Life. I watched yeah. that,
4: and I'd be like, <laughs> Women are stupid. And then I grew up, and I was like, Oh, that was that was bad to think that. Don't uh, don't don't do that basically mtv in the what, what would that have been like the mid 2000s was just a so, it was not a good time <laughs>
1: yeah i didn't actually i never watched the simple life because i didn't have that channel weirdly enough ah. but for some reason i did have like when i was growing up in clonny e, um we had just you know the 16 channels or something it was mm. and one of those channels changed to the e-network Do you remember E? The E Network, which is what? So that's what the Anna Nicole Smith show is on. And it's also what the Girls of the Playboy Mansion was on. And then the Girls of the Playboy Mansion spin-off, Kendra, the Kendra show. Go Kendra, go Kendra. I was obsessed with all of that. I was really, really into it. And then that's also what the Kardashians came from. But the Kardashians was a little too late for me because I watched all that stuff when I was a child.
4: Um, yeah, no, Kardashians yeah. was definitely too late for me. I I, I was, um, the, the Ashley Simpson show, I was into that. Oh, I love it. Oh, I, I, lo- oh, I know it off my hair. thought heart. she was the coolest rock chick for, I'd say about six months of my life. I was like... She's rock and roll. And then and then she I, is. She still I is. Don't. I love uh, yes. that
1: album. I have that album. The first P- one. Pieces, Pieces of me. me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pieces of Me. I love the song Shadow on it, which is about Jessica. Mm. Living in the shadow. <laughs> someone else's dream.
4: She was so earnest. And do you remember the episode where she sh- she's going on SNL? The infamous moment on SNL when she lip syncs, gets caught out does a jig and then spends the whole episode kind of like masquerading the reason why she'd done that was because she had like a really bad chest infection and everybody knew that she just filmed all those bits where she was talking about the chest infection after the fact so that she could put it out as her statement. It was a big... A big story uh, on, on the road in Finglas that week with the uh, two other girls that watched the show with me.
1: She didn't deserve it. She didn't deserve that no. backlash. Like, honestly, people were so mean to her about it. And
4: I mean, people like, have been lip syncing on, on top of the pups for decades before and that. Also, and it was fine.
1: I f- and I feel like it's worth mentioning that her sister, Jessica did not really lip sync throughout that part of her years and she should have she should yes. have lip synced yes because a lot of the time jessica is a great vocalist like um jessica comes from musical theater but she was forced into doing pop vocals by her label so she did the same i th- the the think that was very thing. trendy yeah the thing that was very mm. trendy in the early 2000s well you can't and, and, and. and so Jessica had to do that and there's a really famous performance of Jessica singing Take My Breath Away on the Nick and Jessica show oh I the know Nick and well <laughs> and she goes take my breath away and she goes she hits that exact note she said take my breath away and it's like, not the melody, no. um, it's nothing. And she's really, uh, yeah. I have a lot of feelings on the Simpson sisters, to be honest, like I'm a big defender of the two of them. I think both of them got a lot of flack and both of them were put in very bad positions. Like Jessica was put in a position where she was made to look like the worst singer in the world throughout the entirety of her career, but she wasn't, she was singing in a voice that wasn't her own. And, and she was made to look like it. an
4: idiot by yeah. her husband who was an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Every time he pointed out that she'd said something stupid, like "Oh, do the buffaloes have wings or whatever," every time he pointed it out, it just made him look mean and her look (laughs) gas. Like the two of them, which would you rather have a drink with?
0: Fairly toxic representation of women around that time, though, and and like as we're discussing, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. yeah, And what's funny is is that
1: all of the women that were represented in a really poor way in the early to mid two thousands are some of my favorite women. Yeah. Ever. like Kerry Katona's is a big inspiration for me I was a mm. huge fan of Kerry Katona and even now I just think she's so funny and she's like oh I know she's always putting her foot in it and she's always kind of getting in trouble but she's just so funny like she was on Instagram there the other day and was like unpacking her house and I don't know if you saw this she found a CD by Delta Goodrum that was signed and addressed to her two daughters which was before and this would have been before brian mcfadden left kerry katona to run away with delta goodrum so she oh. found like a cd from delta goodrum to wow. her two daughters oh, took a picture of it posted it on instagram with like loads of laughing emojis and was like tagged brian mcfadden and tagged her two daughters <laughs> in it and was like brian i blame you for this haha like she was she just it cracked her up like Ker- she kerry katona
4: is kind of like she's kind of the last of the old school when it comes to that particular kind of celebrity who is like, like a Br- British celebrity who had an amount of fame as an artist and then had a significant more amount, significantly more fame after her music career due to like, you know, dif- due to reality reasons. television. It reality was reality television. television, television and is all, the marker all, all in of all of, all of stuff. them. And she's still hanging around. And now she's kind of moving into the social media sphere. And I'm really happy for her. I just yeah. hope she's was it you that posted there was a clip of her and somebody was um being really mean to her about having an OnlyFans and also having children at the same time. Did you see that Yes. Did, yes, I Was it you it, that I posted believe. that? Because I watched it and I was like, don't come at Kerry.
1: So basically I think the debate was on this morning, and the debate was about the fact that this woman uh released a line of swimwear for like preteen girls that had padded bras in them oh. so it was a line of like bikinis for like 11 12 year old girls that had padded bras and Kerry Katona basically came on to say that this was absolutely atrocious and that this was setting a horrible I think so she was kind of taking the line of like this is like I think what she said was it's like dangling a carrot in front of a paedophile was her words. Mm. And then the other thing she said was like, as if, like, as if they're not going to have loads of body image issues in about three years anyway. Can we not give them this time to like not think about their body? And then your woman basically said, well, how can you talk about um, body standards and like beauty standards when you have an OnlyFans and you have children? yeah and do your children not help you take pictures for your OnlyFans? fans and, and she's so was like,
4: smug Whoa! she really <laughs> yeah she felt like that was the biggest slam dunk and kerry katana just lost her reason and it was great yeah. it was absolutely yeah she
1: brilliant. tore strips out of your woman absolutely and i was delighted i was delighted i love kerry katana love her stan
4: well, that's <laughs> well. We we've covered the mid two thousands. Then this is great. <laughs> Let's keep going.
1: Let's keep going. Follow <laughs> the socials. Okay, Maiden Chelsea cast. Nobody messing.
4: <laughs> no, I don't engage with any the, the the new things. I thought this year. I was like, this this year will be the year that I try with Love Island, and I put it on, and I was like, all of these people are way too good looking. I I'm I'm not lo- I'm not watching this. I'm not yeah. watching this. These good looking people kissing. I, no, I just can't do it. I need ugly like old withered cops who are you know <laughs> it's their last day before retirement their wife is cheating on them that's the stuff I need I mean need, you like, need true East detective Town, like, season true 17 detective. yes exactly I, I can't be dealing with all these
0: all these hot people um yeah no, it's the last thing I watched was Love is Blind. That was the last thing that was. Well, that
4: was the best thing TV. that's ever happened. That was
1: great. That, that was,
4: was amazing. Yeah, amazing.
1: Because oh, I, they didn't I watched... all have to fill. I feel like with Love is Blind, that was a cast of people who didn't have to fulfill that kind of extremely distorted um, media beauty standards, right? Yeah. Because there's a couple of different levels of beauty standards now. I feel like we're coming into an age where because of the internet, instead of having one aspirational body standard or beauty standard, we've now got a stream of about 20 million of them. Mm. So there's different types of beauty standards that you have to fit into pocket wise in order to succeed as an e-girl or a fashion model Mm. or a Love Island contestant. And even though all of these women are all beautiful, one could not interchange into the other. Mm. Um, so I feel like the thing that was good about Love Is Blind is that everyone on it was really hot, but mm. they didn't all fulfill the same exact pocket or the exact same line of beauty standards. Yeah, which, which is what is, was good about which that is show.
4: What, selling Sunset, which was supposedly about real estate, sunset. it was. I love it. The best week and a half of my life w- w- yeah. was watching that. Like that and Love Is Blind, I will always hold dear to me for getting me through like a, a couple of weeks of lockdown each. But all of the women in Selling Sunset looked the exact same, except yeah. maybe one of them was a brunette. <laughs> yeah, and and Kreshel, yeah, and Amanza. I love them Oh, Amanza. Aman- Amanza. Oh,
1: I feel bad that we're absolutely excluding Noel from the conversation here. Absolutely, I'm so sorry. No. What I will say is Selling Sunset. It's nice. Is nice
0: just to be able to listen
1: Selling Sunset's <laughs> amazing You should watch it, it. Selling is. Sunset is absolutely incredible
0: I tried try to watch that I was not in the mood for yeah,
4: it Yeah oh, I, 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 t- I tried to tell Niall about it On the podcast once we, we, Many people did actually yeah. Many
0: people did It and is.
1: It really ramps up into season two I feel So yeah. season one is kind of just setting the scene Where you're getting all of the dynamic And you're like okay So Chriselle is just going to be horrifically bullied By Christine for this entire season For no reason yeah. whatsoever Cool. And then you go into the second season, Everything starts to change a yeah. little bit. And now, I don't know if you're aware, sorry again to all of the or 9 listeners who thought they were coming on to listen about alternative music. That's not what <laughs> this is. Um, so right now, so Heather just got married to Tarek. Mm. She got married and everyone was there and everyone did a group picture except for Christine. <gasps> so I feel like in the fourth season, we're going to get a real like turn of events where christine seems to be excluded so i feel like everyone has turned on christine finally yeah, because finally. she's just so mean i love but her she's, she's gorgeous she's amazing she's amazing and she's gorgeous and i love a lot of things about her but she's also a terrible bully like yeah, and I don't a, she's mean a terrible person but she looks
4: incredible all the time i
1: don't mean that she's a really intense bully i mean that she's a bully who's bad at being a bully because yeah. <laughs> instead of picking out people with weaknesses she just picks out people that she doesn't like and tries to give them weaknesses by like going really hard on them for like yeah. things that don't matter. Like when Christine tried to make Chrishell look bad because she was like, I sent her a bunch of flowers when her dad died and she didn't even and acknowledge them. she didn't them.
4: even call me to say And Chriselle was I like, was I, I wasn't in LA. It.
1: You sent them to LA and I was at home in Missouri yeah. for like a month to tie up all of the details with my yeah. dad's undertaker She's also like, um. my very
4: famous <laughs> husband had been cheating on me and left me yeah and I found out in a newspaper oh it was it's just amazing yeah anyway <laughs> we're not anyway. here to talk about this we are here to talk to you about um about five songs that you've selected for us oh yeah uh, to discuss yeah um five songs that that mean a lot to cmat to the cmat songwriting process to the CMAT vibe. And you've presented us with five absolutely amazing songs, one of which I'm now obsessed with, and I'll tell you about it when when we get to it. I but, think um, I know what
1: it is, but let's save it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Do you want to start by telling us you, the the first song that you chose?
1: What was the first song that I chose? Mm, so I okay. should say that while doing this process when uh so uh my manager barry told me that i had to pick five songs i mean it was like i'm not gonna be able to do this because i really <laughs> struggled to whittle anything down so i have mm. a master list of about 25 that okay. i picked out uh yesterday oh, wow. okay. and then this morning i just had to like try to pick ones that were from kind of different groups and then okay. put them all together but like i had a very long master list like i think one- oh yeah i can see here so ones that i didn't pick out like i was really ready to talk about Wonder If I Take You Home by Lisa Lisa I was Mm. ready and I was like no I can't talk about Lisa Lisa yet I don't have the I can't talk about Lisa Lisa right now and then what else oh yeah I was going to talk about like uh Kirsty and Loretta Lynn. So I am very Well, look, list. things these these things,
4: Ebb and Flow, the five songs that you've chosen today might not be the five songs that you choose tomorrow. But yeah. today is when we're talking to you. And it's this Map yeah. that we're going to talk to you about. So the first song <laughs> that we have from you is yeah. a song that I absolutely adore. It's Lady with a Braid by Dory Previn.
1: So I think the thing about this song, so I would credit this as being absolutely top 10 songs of all time for me. It's something I go back to. I learned it on guitar. When i was like 15 16 years old like i've been singing it that long because my music teacher really got me into dory previn and um the thing that is incredible th- the reason this song is incredible is because it is literally just a depiction of a very unhinged and lonely woman who is like having a one night stand but is being real weird about it which is something i can relate to i'm not gonna <laughs> lie where you get in your head where you're like maybe i think this is a one night but maybe we'll marry like what if we what if this really works out? you know you get real weird like you can yeah. get real weird during these situations and i i guess like there's a lot of parts of the song that just switches so like the beginning of it Uh, Would you care to stay till sunrise It's completely our decision It's just that going home is such a ride Such a ride And then so when you're in that key Right when you're in this key She's kind of acting normal And she's just kind of describing things that are normal And then the key switches And we go into the B section of the song And she's like Shall I make you in the morning a cup of homemade coffee I will sweeten it with honey And with cream When you sleep <laughs> Do you have dreams? Like that's so <laughs> funny That is so funny Yeah I was sweet.
0: looking at the lyrics of it Yeah even though like it's completely your decision It's like oh god yeah. okay yeah. Uh, all right. It, it, well it, let's it, play it Let's play a bit of, of it for,
1: for context paper, And I can watch you while you shave Oh god the mirror is uh. cracked When you leave <laughs> hey. Will you come back like that's so weird I love yeah, it yeah. it's weird but it's I would say every single woman that I have ever met ever has like pulled those exact moves like extremely unhinged just like will you just stay with me forever it's like will uh, you please
4: for the love of God just stay over because like the, the, there's a this line is a in, in like the last one she she goes back to the uh would you care to stay so sunrise it's completely your decision it's just the night cuts through me like a knife uh, would you care to stay a while and save my life? And like to to, to yeah. go from the like the kind of al- aloof like uh, oh yeah you can stay over. It's just it's really hard to get a taxi at this time and like you know I'm yeah. in the middle of nowhere and, and then she's like oh no if you leave I I will die. So um, it's so. It's uh, right, all right. All right. Let's play
0: the song. Let's uh, play the song. Let's, so play, the song. Let's,
2: Let's play, play the song. Let's play the song. Would you care? stay till sunrise It's completely your decision It's just that going home is such a ride, such a ride Going home is such a ride Going home is such a ride Going home is such a low and lonely ride Would you hang your denim jacket near the poster by Picasso do you sleep on the left side or the right or the right would you mind if I leave on the light would you mind if it isn't too bright now I need the window open So if you happen to get chilly There's this coverlet My cousin hand-crocheted, hand-crocheted Do you mind if the edges are frayed? Would you like to unfasten my braid? Shall I make you in the morning? A cup of homemade coffee I will sweeten it with honey And with cream When you sleep Do you have dreams? You can read the early paper And I can watch you while you shave Oh God, the mirror's cracked When you leave You don't have to answer that at all. The bathroom door is just across the hall. You'll find an extra towel on the rack on the Paisley pattern papered wall. There's a comb on the shelf. I papered that wall myself. That wall. Would you care to stay till sunrise? It's completely your decision. It's just the night cuts through me like a knife, like a knife. Would you care? All right, all right, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Such
1: a lovely little jam there. That was really so. Nice. You say your,
0: your music teacher uh, got you into Dory Previn Is this song in particular.
1: So my teacher is my music teacher is a woman called Pat Morris and I had her from first year in secondary school all the way through to sixth year. So I she was probably the longest consistent teacher that I ever had. All my other, you know, all my other teachers in secondary school kind of came and went, but I had her for every single year the entire way through. And she just loved me. She just loved me. Like I remember (laughs) from from when I was twelve, she loved me. And um, she's kind of one of these teachers that I feel, and I think it's okay that I'm naming her Um, when I say this. I feel like she had very obvious favorites. And <laughs> I was very into the fact that her favorites were always the people who weren't necessarily as good at music. Like, because I was not like, you know, a lot of the other people in my class were far better at music than I was in a technical sense. Like, they all... You know, she, like a, a lot of people were doing grade 10 piano and stuff and mm. were playing in the fla and winning flag competitions every year. And I was doing nothing of the sort. I was doing nothing like this. But she loved, um, I think she just loved girls who were singers and just enjoyed music for absolutely no reason. That was kind of her favorite student. And I was that like in... Buckets like I had no skills, mm. <laughs> and like she, um, I remember like when I was doing my leaving search, she like let me come over to her house and do extra grinds in like the theoretical side of the exam, and she, like just for free, she's just like, just come over, Alana. She used to call me Alana, um, I'd come over, Alana, and um,
4: like sorry, I would sorry. Just get why, free why did she
1: call you Alana? <laughs> don't know, don't know, don't really know. Um, <laughs> is that
0: is good. that the girl from tomorrow?
1: No, I think it might be, I don't, I forget what part of the country she's from, but I know um, people will call Alana, like it's an Irish language thing. So you'll say Alana, right. but what you mean is Alanov. Oh, okay. Like my I've baby. I've never heard that before. Babe. I thought she was
4: just like, you look like an Alana. So I'm just going to refer to you as Alana. I,
1: yeah. I thought that's what it was for pretty much my entire school journey. I just thought she called me Alana for absolutely no reason. But a pa- this is something I found out later was like, this is a thing in certain parts of the country where you'll say like Alana. Irish, like like for Alana. a child,
0: like, yeah. like Alana. F- yeah, yeah, Alana. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: once Alana. worked yeah. with
4: a man who uh, for three and a half years thought my name was Adrian and I never corrected him and (laughs) I got a a card when I was leaving and uh, I saw that he'd signed it and all over the card from other people was sorry to see you go Andrea and I'm sure when the card got to him he just put his head in his hands and was like oh god what have I done but um, that's playing
1: the long game yeah (laughs) that's intense
4: yeah that's that story um I I love that song is that song, I was trying to find it earlier, because I, ha- I haven't heard that song in a couple of years, I'd say. Is that song in a film? Because I'm trying to think about where I discovered it.
1: I have no idea. I, I found it through my music teacher. Um, I remember, like, she, she tried to get me into a lot of music when I was very young that I refused to listen to. Okay. Um, like, I, remember, I probably could have been 13 the first time she was like, you need to go home and listen to Dory Previn and the McGarrigal sisters, Mm. and Loudon Wainwright. And she was like, you need to go home, you need to listen to this, and you're going to learn a song, and you're going to come in, I'm going to play the song on piano for you, and you're going to sing it. And I was like, I'm not doing any of that. I don't like any of this music. I'm 13. I listen to Chris Brown. Uh, (laughs) Because that's what I did. I did listen to Chris Brown at the time. And um, so she was like, no, Alana, you've got a voice. You've got this voice. You have to start singing country music. I was like, I don't want to. I want to sing music like Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is so funny to think of now So it took us Like she was basically bullying me Into listening to a lot of this Kind of 70s freak folk And then I got to the age of about 15 or 16 And I just remember it clicking I don't mm. even I can't even tell you what happened But I just remember being like <gasps> Oh yeah, I get it now. Like she could see it before I could see it because I was into country music and I did love country music, but I was into like straight country music and I don't think I would have entertained folk when I was that mm. young. And she was just like, no, I think this is more you, like the country infused folk kind of thing. And then eventually it clicked and I was like, oh no, I got it Bar-
4: Oh, that's where, sorry, yes. Um. Father John Misty put up a playlist before, back when he had Twitter. And he was like, here's a load of music that I love. And Dory Previn was the first song on the playlist. That's, he does He
1: does a cover of it live. He he yeah. performs it live sometimes. And uh, not to gatekeep Dory Previn, but I do feel like a man shouldn't sing that song. And no. that's genuinely just my especially opinion. Especially him. Matter. And I love him. It's tot- totally you. him.
0: She, yeah. I would expect him to pick that song yeah. to do it all right. Oh, yeah, I, I understand sure.
1: why he loves it. I understand yes. why he gets it. I can totally see why that would be very very influential towards him because it makes the singer look like bad Mm. it makes the singer out to be a bad person and that's his whole um brand but uh yeah you should also have the sense to know
4: that it doesn't work if a man sings it
1: yeah it doesn't work if a man sings it It doesn't work if a man sings it but i love him i love him a lot so he can get away with most things but i am going to gatekeep dory previn from him (laughs) that's just
0: my prerogative. all right cool well your second choice then is from Charlotte dos Santos. Uh, it's yeah, it's over Bobby. This is a newer uh, song, 2017. Uh, Brazilian Norwegian singer. Um, yeah, let's play the song first and then. Mm. You
2: know.
0: that's charlotte dos santos uh here tell me a bit about this and why you picked it obviously it's has got samba vibes got a bit of jazz thing going on there so
1: so i think as a rule for my life anything that kind of sounds like astra gilberto i love it that's kind of my rule of thumb um i love this song in particular so i love charlotte dos santos i think she's amazing i think she's really really great and i think she may be someone like me who wears her vintage influences kind of on her sleeve with her music and her production and everything. But she she does it really well. And I think, like, even though this is a song that obviously takes a lot from, like, Bossa Nova and, like, um, older Brazilian music, like, it just sounds so fresh and it sounds cool and in particular, the reason I love this song, and this is something I love if I hear it in any song, is there are talking segments. Mm. There are like recitations. And this is a real country music thing as well. But in the middle of the song, there's this bit where she's like, yes, it's over. I am done. And she says it. Just is the way she says It's very cool. She's like, I am done. So you can take all your little things. <laughs> and I just think it's really dramatic and theatrical and i just i don't know why this i've been listening to the song a lot recently i think this is kind of a summer jam for me this is on me and my friend emily she loves it as well so whenever i'm in london and it's like a summery moment in london and there's like pims on the roof somewhere in a jug and i'm living my posh london north london mom fantasy mm-hmm. i will put this song on and i will jam out and i think she's a great writer I think she does everything she does really well and I just I love the song it's fun and it's like loving you uh, uh, uh." I just love it
4: it's a great song I I didn't know it before um listening to the playlist and I didn't know her either um and I was listening to it and I was like what is this this is like Nancy Sinatra I'm like this this could this this wouldn't feel out of place on like the opening credits of a Quentin Tarantino film. It was like really cinematic. I love the brass yeah. that comes in. And then when I went and looked at when it I was like, oh, when's this from? I went and looked at when it was released and I'd like my jaw dropped. I was like, this is my I was surprised. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Is is the rest of her music does she I think she only has an EP out at the minute, does she, or does she have albums out? I awesome. think she,
1: that's, mm, that's yeah, so. I think that's an oh, album. Maybe this, Clio oh, maybe album. This is and and just the releasing stuff of this kind year.
4: Of the rest of her stuff. If you like um, this, would you like the rest of it?
1: E, I think she kind of takes her whims and she goes, like, this is a particular I think of all the songs that she has, this is one where she really doubles down on her like vintage references. And for some reason, like because of that, it sounds cooler to me, or it sounds like but I think it's really hard to pull off music that sounds old. Yeah. New,
0: especially yeah. to
1: me, to my ear, I can pick that it kind out of a mile vintage. Away. Especially,
0: yeah, it mm-hmm. just sounds like it's it came from a from a dusty vial somewhere, and it's a really tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah,
1: because so, she's got a great you know,
4: brand on, if, if if you get like a like a press email or or, or something that says like Bossa Nova inspired. It's usually like may- maybe it's a band taking like a little bit of inspiration from the rhythm or something. But I, I'm really excited to see an artist like because I, I absolutely love Bossa Nova music. Um, and yeah, me too. It's really exciting to see an artist who's just like really, really leaning into it and not afraid to lean into the kind of the cheesier side of it as well. Because B- Bossa Nova music, it is it is kind of like sultry and cheesy and it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's loads of fun um I'm yeah, a big I mean, a I'm a big time.
1: Astrid Gilberto fan and I feel like a lot mm. of girls my age are really big Astrid Gilberto fans and there's yeah. no explanation for it like I have <laughs> loads of girls who are in their early 20s that are like yeah I've been listening to Astrid Gilberto for years and you're like why and you're like I don't know <laughs> uh like Callie Uch- well Callie just maybe is a bit more explainable because she got the records off her parents but like Callie just always says like the only artist that she listened to As a child, and the person that she became the most obsessed with in the history of her life is Astra Gilberto. Mm -hmm. And because of that, she sings the way that Astra Gilberto sang. And um, yeah, I don't know, Uh, can I swear? Am I let's swear on
0: the podcast? Yes, of course. Yes. Yes.
1: Bitches love Bossa Nova. Like, bitches love Astra Gilberto. Yeah. Billie Eilish has a Bossa Nova song on her new record yeah. uh, coming out. Well, I don't know. It's called Billie Bossa Nova, so I'm assuming it's a Bossa Nova song. Uh, <laughs> bitches love Bossa Nova. <laughs> it's may, just, interesting. it's sexy watched, girl music.
4: When we all watched The Talented Mr. Ripley when we were like 13, maybe that just really formed something in us. I know. I know it did for me. <laughs> 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 that was me being like, oh, jazz music seems cool. this is is cool because my my mom always said um that she didn't like jazz because she thought jazz was uh like my mom i i I adore her Uh, i love the bones of her but she doesn't know anything about music like she i did not have like a very musical family growing up and she'd be like i don't like jazz it just feels like it's not going anywhere and uh, all the time so i sort of like took that to heart so then my big kind of um revolt in teen years was being like yeah well mom i'm listening to jazz now so screw you (laughs) (laughs) jazz and emo
1: music so but the two pillars of Andrea clary that's uh, it yeah (laughs) um but i I think she'd
4: like this and i think she'd like bossa nova music it's uh it's a bit more according
0: to her instagram it's pronounced charlotte dos santos oh Charlotte. Charlotte oh. there we
1: go. A, That's me you know? told. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte.
0: Yeah. Charlotte. So if you know any Charlotte, star, you can start calling them that. Um, okay, your next song is uh from an Irish uh singer songwriter of some repeat Waterford and some renowned. Born. Yeah.
1: I forgot I picked this song. Man. Oh, I love this song. Oh, I love him. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. It is
0: Gilbert O'Sullivan and the song is called What's in a Kiss. Gilbert O'Sullivan, "What's in a kiss?" You may know Gilbert O'Sullivan from. I guess his biggest tune is uh, "Alone Again." Naturally, um,
1: what?
0: See, C- Matt, talk to me about uh, your love of, of of Gilbert.
1: So, I don't know when it started, but I feel like he's kind of been like in my life for a very long time because all of my family are from Waterford. So like all my, like we're like the Dublin cousins, but all of the rest of my mom's side of the family are all in Waterford, Dungarvan. Shout out Dungarvan. And uh, I feel like he's just always been around and he's just the best songwriter that the country's ever produced other than me. Of course, I have to get that in there. But like he is literally the best songwriter that this country's ever produced. And it's crazy to me. There's something about his music that brings me to a very safe place, even when he, you know, maybe in a song like um, Alone Again Naturally, when he's literally talking about throwing himself off of a church to kill himself on his wedding day. Like, even then, I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah, go, <laughs> oh, Old Gil. Um, I think the thing that is most inspirational to me about Gilbert O'Sullivan is in terms of as a songwriter is as well as obviously him just having these incredible structures and like uh, such an amazing ear for like really intriguing melody is he always manages to put quite a lot of color into his lyrics. And I guess what I mean by that is he'll always put in a word that you like haven't thought of in a while or like he'll Mm. describe it. He's really good at being really visual. So I just wanted to pull out a lyric from this song because... I wrote a song that is going to be released at some point soon that was directly inspired by this particular song. I could have picked any Gilbert or Sullivan song, I know them all. Um <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. This is actually a deep cut. This is a rare track for him. This is on his like rarities. But um uh, there's a lyric at the towards the end of the song is like, Anytime you need a light refreshment, baby, you can count on me. i am your very own delicatessen well who can supply you with your every need i love that lyric i love it so much like he was able to fit the word delicatessen into a love song and i think that's why he's the master so i literally heard that and i was like i'm going to write a song with the word delicatessen in it and i have and i've done it and i've done it specifically for gilbert because i just think he's brilliant i just i know he's probably a weird guy from everything that everyone has ever written about him ever but I just don't care is what I would say I just simply don't care I think this is a man who is like driven to the point of madness by his desire to just make really good music like he said he said this as well himself like he never had a girlfriend um I don't think he had a girlfriend or any kind of relationship or romantic relationship or anything until he was in his thirties because he thought that falling in love was going to distract him from writing good songs about love. Mm-hmm. Like he said that he literally forced celibacy on himself so that he wouldn't interrupt his creative process. It's a very and vocational
4: uns- kind of view of love That's like
0: uh, Enya as we discussed recently, mm-hmm. he was like, no, don't want a partner. Not for me. Same thanks. like music, music comes first. Yeah, absolutely.
1: He's like yeah. a music priest. He is like the priest of <laughs> music yeah, and he's yeah. so good with good reason. Like he's just, I just think he's so underrated in the, mo- like I know he was hugely successful in the late seventies, early eighties. And I know he was super popular and that he had like, I don't know, like Justin Bieber levels of fame in the UK and Ireland, where he was like a poster boy and everything. And I know he was that famous, but I feel like his success hasn't necessarily translated as well as it should to the modern era. Like, I do feel like we should yeah. be talking about him as if he is you too.
4: He doesn't come up on the kind of uh, lists of great Irish songwriters. I think no. people are pro- probably lumping him into categories with... Um, actually, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not going to badmouth any uh, any uh, show (laughs) show tune people, but you know, like maybe a little bit less um, less music
1: or
0: it's not like cool pop music in any way. So
1: yeah, I think people assume. I think people make the assumption that he because he had that level of fame at that time, and I guess he was kind of on the Nolan sister circuit of fame Mm. that he wasn't responsible for all of the music that he wrote but he was he wrote Mm. everything he wrote everything and he's an amazing musician he's just an incredible artist and he's so inventive and like his songs are just literally timeless like I know a lot of people like to throw that around but like the production on everything that has ever been made for him and the songwriting and the lyrics like everything about it is so timeless like it does not get old it has not aged a day it's just brilliant it kind of reminds me of like Todd Rundgren or something where like you can put on a Todd Rundgren record and like everyone in the room is gonna love it they're like wow this is amazing what is this and you're like it's Todd Rundgren and they're like "Huh?" Mm -hmm. and I feel like the same thing happens with Gilbert O'Sullivan you play Gilbert O'Sullivan this song they're like damn what is this this is incredible I'm like Gilbert O'Sullivan Same with Paul Williams I feel Paul Williams Is the same You put on a Paul Williams song mm. They're like Damn this song is incredible What's the song It's Paul Williams mm. Paul Williams I feel very similar So what to you're here.
0: talking about Is like he's a great songwriter That's yeah. what That's what people You know That's what people recognise The same with Paul Williams You know
1: Yeah
0: Like that kind of level of Oh yeah Well like, no matter what How it sounds Or, or, or how many years have passed Everyone recognises a good song mm. Yeah
1: If it's not informed by trends of the era as well, I think is a very important thing. If you're a really good songwriter that's maybe informed by your surroundings, but doesn't necessarily pander to them. um, I think that's a really important element of all these people because Gilbert O'Sullivan was never trendy. He was Mm. never cool. Neither was Paul Williams. I think another really good example of this actually is like Queen. Mm. Like Queen were never trendy or cool or never made music that sounded like it was taking from stuff that was going to get on radio or whatever, but it just managed to anyway. I always mm. think that's a really important element of songwriters who stand the test of time. And I think he's a, an amazing example of one of them. And I love him. Gilbert, if um, you're in there, hit me up. <laughs> would love to talk. I would love to hear
4: a duet of the two oh. you singing this song. I think that would be really lovely. We'll we'll put the feelers out for you. We will <laughs> he do our could best. be
1: he could be the Tony Bennett to my Lady Gaga. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Yes. We could do I- that record Irish style. Yeah, yeah
0: lovely. Yeah, and he's Brilliant.
4: you know he's seventy four. still probably able to bop away with the rest of them. You know.
1: He was doing yeah. shows. He's, he's he was doing a lot
0: of Baker Street yeah, shows. Yeah, like... we do board, gosh, Energy Theater. I think recently. Bob. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he <laughs> does. He seems to, be, to do shows a lot. Yeah. 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 He well, does. I mean, still whenever you could. Yeah.
4: Your next song is a song I'm excited to talk about. Is, yeah. So is it
1: drinkenstein It's drinkenstein Yes. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So yeah. So tell us. Because I
0: want to know which one I'm supposed to be or maybe you're playing. Maybe I'll play both.
1: So this is what I want to talk about. So I was like, I should put a note on this, but I'll just say, so Drinkenstein is a song written by the one and only Dolly Parton for a film that she released in 1984 called Rhinestone. The film, this the basic premise of the film is that Sylvester Stallone um is like a car mechanic and Dolly Parton is working in a country. Nightclub, I guess something along the lines of like um, Bluebird Cafe in Nashville or something. Um, And basically the landowner is like, if you don't show up with $10,000 in the next week, then we're going to kick you out. And she's like, why would you kick me out? I could turn anyone into a country music star. I could turn anyone into a country music star. Pick one person. He's like, oh, that guy. And points to Sylvester Stallone. So the whole thing is in order to save the venue, She has to turn him into a country music superstar. And that's the premise of the film. Now, by anyone else's standards, this might be the worst film that's ever been made. (laughs) By my standards, I think it's the greatest masterpiece of all time. And she wrote all of the songs in the film. And one of the songs is a song called Drinkenstein, which annoyingly she never recorded. So she has Mm. never recorded a version of this song. She's never done a studio version of the song. The only version of this that exists of Dolly Parton singing it is one that she did live during a promotional tour for the film. But the film tanked so badly that she basically didn't want anything to do with it afterwards. So the only recorded proper studio version recorded of it that exists is Sylvester Stallone's. And it is quite frankly unlistenable <laughs> is so bad and well really we might have to you. listen
0: to a bit of it we definitely have to listen okay
1: to we of can of listen it. to the I have both or... I have
0: both versions I have both versions so stick we'll, on a bit we'll of start...
1: Soulbaster
0: yeah okay right this is Drinking Stein <laughs> from the album I think the yeah. original soundtrack yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I love this song <laughs> I'm just gonna go
2: to Thriller <laughs>
3: <laughs> but Wiser, you created a monster and they call him Freakin' Stan. In the tavern down the street is a lab to where he makes the transformation all the time. In the so
0: bad all right that's enough of sylvester anyway, yeah. on that part
1: so it's very was hard it. to tell that this is a good song by him singing <laughs> it but then when you hear dolly do it you're like why did she never yeah. record this because you're actually right andrea i think at one point you were like oh it's kind of reminds you of thriller so this is 1984 so i think there was a trend at this time of spooky songs mm. so dolly wanted to write a spooky song and by god she country. did <laughs> and she killed it. The lyrics yeah. in the song are incredible. There's a bit where she couldn't find enough syllables. So instead of saying laboratory, she said laboratory. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I down all the street that. is the laboratory where he that. makes the transformation all the and time. Is,
4: is that Sylvester Stallone singing? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. I will say he does a much better job than I expected him to. He, um, should that's should the recording. The
0: yeah, the one on oh, the film no, I is watched, quite I, bad. I
4: actually, I posted it on my Twitter <laughs> to say that I'd cause to watch the clip today with no context at all. And uh, yeah, it's not great. But <laughs> the film is still, the film version is worse. I still maintain that he does better than I thought he wa- would. Because I, yeah. I I I would imagine he's not exactly regarded as being like a singer. Um, not a country like, yeah. singer. No, Definitely no. Not. he does his Definitely best. Not. Like, and he there's a there's a few. There's a few little um, vocal flourishes that he that he puts on words there. And I'm like,
1: yeah, okay. I mean, what I will say, and this is my most closely held belief because I'm (laughs) wearing a T-shirt that says it right. Mm. But country music is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's even for like, I'm really glad that he tried it out is what I would say. And I'm really grateful. And just because it doesn't work doesn't mean it doesn't belong to him. Country music belongs to an Italian-American icon as much as it does anyone else. That's the whole point of country music. It's a melting pot. So Mm. I'm glad he tried it out. Uh, But Dolly's version is far superior.
0: Okay, here's Dolly's version. I
4: haven't heard Dolly's version, so. I have never wanted to hear a studio recording of a song more in my life. I I I hadn't heard that before just now. And that was amazing. Even even live bad audio through, I assume, a YouTube clip. Yeah, that's
0: the best quality that there is, unfortunately. Yeah, Uh, that's literally the
1: best that there is. And there's two
0: versions on YouTube and that is the best of it. And that's still quite bad. Me and my um,
1: producer, Ollie, have threatened to do my version of this song multiple times. And I think i think i will at some point but it's just kind of hard to it's hard to allocate studio time at the moment to something that is just for me <laughs> like not yeah. to be released. yeah i think
4: <laughs> the, the, the CMAD fans are getting uh angered actually with with the the, the lack of album announcements so far so if you if you come out with a bloody if Golly i come cover Drunkenstein of Drunkenstein, i think they might actually try and find <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, I feel
1: like they'd love it, I'll be honest. They would, of I course. think it'd be one they for you if you, have,
0: if you end up doing a Christmas special again. Yeah, for
1: that, yeah. For sure. or for the gigs. You know? you're, you're sold yeah. out gigs. I've been warned that the <laughs> Christmas special is to never happen again. <laughs> 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 because I almost died during the process of making it. Because it was very stressful and very time consuming. And I didn't sleep for literally a week. Because mm. uh, we had no money to put it together. So it was like all manpower on my part and i literally almost put myself in an early grave as a result of the christmas special no regrets and well, i was like you start let's now. do it again next year and if my mom was like you're never doing this again He was like we were yeah, here and never doing this again but you need like, a good run-up for that yeah. one come on let's do it again but nobody will fund <laughs> it either so that's another problem
0: but uh, i don't know i mean give it a couple of years i'm sure yeah. you, <laughs> RTE should surely take it up
1: Oh, they should. Come Gil- on, Gilbert give me some Sullivan. money. I'm
4: sure he has a few bob squirreled away.
0: A very late Gilbert Seamatt Christmas.
1: Gilbert I'm just speaking <laughs> it into existence <laughs> now. You'll We'd have out. a great time.
0: Yeah. Are you aware, Seaman, uh, of any other uh, songs from actors in uh, country music or country music songs in, in films? Because um, I found one um, from Clint Eastwood. You familiar with this? Um, Is Clint it Painter Wagon? Uh, no, it's Bar Room Buddies it's called It's uh, him, himself and Merle Haggard From a 1980 film called Bronco Billy Oh um, So I'm play this for you now Because I was just looking to see if this was a thing It is a thing This is
1: Clint Eastwood,
4: did you say?
0: This is Clint Eastwood and Merle Haggard Ooh.
3: Hey, I want to sing till the feeling gets right Well let's harmonise, we'll be dynamite I told odle the high notes, I've done it for years Good deal, old buddy, and I'll pour the beers There's always some lady alone at the bar Yeah, and you always let her know just who you are I know a couple gals at a weekend call Damn, they'll shake the picture right off of you Well, we're barroom buddies and that's the best kind Nobody fools with a buddy of mine I laugh when you're happy oh, And I cry when you're blue <laughs> We're barroom buddies and we're doing fine. So call me another. We got nothing but time. Old chug a lugga luggin', barroom buddy of mine.
0: There you go.
4: Oh no. my God! They're just that was lovely. Barroom buddies, just being made <laughs> so nice. Picking up girls, having a time, having a a pint and a shot. I love it.
1: There you go. Yeah. That was so sweet. <laughs> I love. I love. I love the boys.
4: Love the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, just that's that's like their version having, of having like chelsea dagger coming on at a festival just <laughs> <laughs> arms around each other <laughs> 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 slapping like carlsberg all over each other's shoulders so i love that for them yeah well done yeah, boys yeah. <laughs> um i i was going to go into cmath's final track um which mm. is another modern track
1: it's and been a lo- year
0: since we talked when did it come out
1: it's um, been less than a year because I haven't been... experienced my second August with the song August yet. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for the month of August to come up just so that I have an excuse to sing the song all of the time. Um, so it
4: is, it is uh, Taylor well, yeah, Swift. This, this August, month last year, yeah.
1: Which is a, a
4: song, I, I expected there to be a Taylor Swift song on your uh, list uh, but I was surprised that it was such a recent one. I was surprised it wasn't going to be one from her earlier catalog. So tell, tell me a bit about well, your relationship I with that. I do, August.
1: I do often, I do often bring up early Taylor Swift into conversations pretty much all the time. And um, what I will say is that her last two albums that she released are like, I know they're worldly and widely critically acclaimed, like very highly critically acclaimed. And it's one of those things where, like, When something is really highly critically acclaimed, I'm like, oh, is it really that good? It is really that good. It's, they're incredible. The stuff she's putting out at the moment is incredible. And this song, August, I don't know. I was just thinking because you asked me to pick songs where I think the songwriting is particularly good. And I think in this one, there's just lines and lines and lines in this song that are so, the first time I properly listened to the song, I bawled, I bawled crying. I was like, I love her so much because I really do love her so much. And there's a bit, remember when we pulled up and said, get in the car, and I kept my plans just in case you call. Back when I was living for the hope of it all, for the hope of it all. Like there's so many lines. Uh, there's a meet me behind the mall. That's a great, I just think that line in and itself, meet me behind the mall, is very evocative. And it's just a song about a teenager who um, thought she had a boyfriend and then he was actually in love with someone else. And it's just her kind of going back through their relationship together and realising that she had one opinion of it here when he actually had a completely different opinion of it here. And it's a very laser-focused narrative and it makes up this, like, triad of songs within this album that are all about the same relationship so the first one is cardigan which is from the perspective of the girlfriend who gets cheated on and then there's betty from the perspective of the guy in question is my
4: my favorite song on that album is betty
1: oh betty is your fave yeah, i think yeah. august is my fave and Very then fave. august is the girl who was the other woman who's kind of just left on the sidelines and it's just a brilliant song i don't mm. really have much else to say about it i think she's an unbelievable lyricist i think there's just hook after hook in this song i also just think there's lines after lines that are devastating in this song um and also i really like the fact that in in a roundabout way she's kind of coming back to country music she's like dipping her Mm. little toes in there she's kind of just crawling back which i'm very grateful for because i think that's when she's at her best to Mm -hmm. be honest like I think she's amazing in anything she's ever done, ever. And I think even her bad albums, quote-unquote, have songs in there. Like, you know, her albums that are regarded as being her poorest efforts are like... um, Lover and Reputation. Mm. And it's like, even on those, quote-unquote, bad albums, she has songs that, like... other oh, artists that are in her kind of that are her peers can't even touch do i you know think I mean?
4: the, the thing about taylor swift and having a couple of bad albums like i really didn't like reputation but i, I can definitely say that there are a couple of a couple of really good songs and it. L- lover kind of yeah. passed me by but i do i do think the lead single off the the uh the lead track the the track called lover is is an excellent song but i yeah. think the problem with those albums and what was so disappointing with those albums is that taylor swift is both an excellent singles artist and an excellent albums artist so yeah. when you get an album that doesn't hit especially when when you're coming off the back of an album like 1989 which i maintain is the best pop record of the decade in which it was released um then it's uh it, it, it's a little bit trickier then uh so then when when she came back around and she, and she brought out these two albums I was like yes okay she's leaning back into I was I was really excited to see her lean, lean into narrative um because I think that she she's an excellent albums artist and she has been kind of since like her second record on pretty much like she's she's had albums that are that work as like units and you can't really yeah. take any songs out of them without the whole thing falling apart and I think that. That's part, part of what makes a good album um, and I, yeah I think this song August um, I was really into that whole triad thing, the trilogy thing within this album and this song is it is that, you can't take it out without the whole thing falling apart, it's, it's a completely necessary song on the album do you know
1: Yeah, I just Let's hear a bit of it so now yeah. um, just to, for context
3: To live for the hope of it all
0: Swift, a uh, song called August. And, uh, Gorge. Do you, know, do you know what I love about yeah. that song?
4: It is an opportunity to listen to a song in August, which is, according to some people who are wrong, um, a, a considered to be like a summer month, whereas August is when I'm, I'm switching, I'm, going to str- I'm leaning in, I'm buying cardigans, I'm, I'm going in on autumn. Whoa, whoa. And this, and this is a song that you can listen to in August. It's about August, but it feels autumnal, and I really appreciate that. It's great. Switch switch. <laughs> it's what, what are we? The 7th of July and I'm, I'm finished with summer now. I'm done. I'd like it to end oh, now. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. I'm too warm. I got sunburned at the weekend. I'm done.
0: How do you, how are you with the, with the summer, Seema?
1: Um, I'm not really a summer girl. I, but I, I'm just an indoors person in general is what I would say. I don't really like going outside too much, so it doesn't make a difference to me too much, but in general I think I'm more of a winter person. I like it. I like it. Is cold your birthday snap. in the winter time? No, my birthday's in well, my birthday's the end of February, so it's kinda okay. Yeah. Um it does often snow around my birthday time, but I just like I just like being indoors and I like layers and um I like um I don't know I, I spent a lot of time in Denmark when I was a teenager and I'm really into the culture over there of like cold snap, uh, like cold, no wind, no rain. It's just very cold. So mm. you have to wrap up, but you can still sit outside yeah. with blankets and oh, that's, drink that's a the beer best and eat fish.
0: Do you say Denmark?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hoog, the huga the and all that. Yeah. All that yeah. Stuff.
1: The cozy stuff. I'm into getting, that. Getting,
0: getting cozy. Yeah. And are it's too
4: difficult to do that in July. And all I want to do is light a little candle and sit under a blanket. At, at, at any time, day or night, that's what I want to be doing, is, is sitting under a blanket with a candle. And um, you can't really do that uh, when it's 23 degrees outside and all your friends are going to the beach. So Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Seema uh, thank you so much for talking to, to us about um, your favorite songwriters you are yeah. as you may or may not know one of our favorite songwriters and you've had a string of ridiculously good songs like in in a row Um I'm nodding Niall is nodding and uh, we are we are high key stands of of CIMA on this podcast so it's been really lovely to have you on and i know there's thank a lot, you a lot of people in our discord who will be very excited to hear uh from you as well because you're you're often mentioned in there as well um t- can as you tell us a, a, a little bit about your okay can you tell us about what, what you have coming up um
1: you can find me on all social media and uh, my at name is cmat baby um I yeah what do I have coming up I have I'm playing Latitude in the UK on the 24th of July I'm playing um Wilderness Festival in August yeah um I'm supporting Declan McKenna on tour for pretty much most of September that's all around the UK I think all those shows are sold. I think everything I've mentioned is sold out though and then I have lots of live shows but they're all sold out so Sorry. that's a good complaint to have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Seema,
4: thank you so, so much for coming yeah. and chatting to us. Thank Thanks you.
1: Emil. Thank you for having me. Lovely chat.